Hello, all. Welcome to the Hope Without Sight podcast with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. The topic of this podcast will consist of many stories of people from various backgrounds and experiences who have had many challenges and have been able to successfully overcome them and rise to the top. So sit back and relax as we give you the best of these diverse stories. Because if you are feeling down and out, like you cannot make it in the world, then this podcast is the right one for you. Because if my guests can make it, so can you. Happy listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hope Without Sight with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. Yeah, this is episode 16 here. Still recording in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Well, on this episode, I have the talented Mike Martin, who has overcome so many challenges in adversity himself. And his bio says, uh, specifically says, 2020, right? Our favorite year. <laughs> For obvious reasons, I never want to repeat 2020 again, right? No way. <laughs> no, but he's overcome. He he was dealt with the wrong cards in 2020, and he says, through nature, which I believe nature is very powerful, he was able to cope with his challenges. Let's give it up for Mike Martin. Mike, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm really grateful to be here. And I appreciate the opportunity to celebrate my work with you, along with the journey. Yes, that's right, because we're all on a journey together, because we have challenges ourselves. So give us a background. You've had mental health challenges, or that's because that's what it sounds like. So, yeah, I I mean, mental health, it's a scary word. We all run away from it, but, man, we all face it in one way or another. For me, it was a lifetime of, of depression and anxiety and it's still things that I battle even to this day but up until 2020 when I got that really horrible taste of bad medicine from nature I hid under a mask and was a very different person because of that I was doing whatever it was I could to run away from it when uh, I wound up homeless and successfully uh walking away from a blotched suicide attempt a second divorce and everything else sitting in my uh truck which was my home at the time looking in the rearview mirror going man this ain't working i'm doing something wrong i've got to change it and i just (laughs) happened to stumble across the podcast where they were talking about stoic philosophy namely uh, a lot of the quotes that were thrown out were left by Marcus Aurelius and uh, one of the triggers for that suicide venture was uh, the word spoken to me that I had nothing to offer anybody my wife my kids you know whatever and uh, when I woke up the quote that stuck to me and just smacked me in the face was the adversity of life is nothing more than a show an opportunity to showcase who you truly are so when I thought about that and I realized you know if life ends right now for me 
that's the definition that I leave is having no worth or no value to anybody. But if I got back on my feet, then I could teach the four people that mean the most to me, my children, that not only was their father somebody who found worth and value within himself and the world around him, but also I can empower them with the opportunity to face their own adversities. Yes, indeed. And so, and then, you know, I'll go ahead. No, keep going, keep going. I was going to say, then from there, it became this uh, voyage through the school of Stoic philosophy and uh, diving into Mother Nature to find a whole different connection and context to how I interact with my time in the wilderness to uh, empower myself and you know, move forward to where I'm at now. Yes, nature is very powerful because God, that's why God created nature, you know, for a reason. Because it, it, well, it, it has, nature has its agenda to uh, um, provide healing, just give you positive um, energy. Like the, I've heard it say the ocean Teaches us. Hey, watching the show? Well, see, it's funny because when I think back to where I was when I wore all those masks, all this stuff that I've discovered and I put into practice, I would have laughed at that. And Hang now, on one second. So, yeah, the I was saying the ocean like teaches us patience, you know? And, almost definitely. Yeah, definitely. And so, I mean, Wow, you're just a hero. The fact you went through this in 2020 because our favorite year, because it's no secret, COVID 19, the pandemic has caused skyrocketing mental health problems, right? I think what COVID really managed to do was shed a light on it because, you know, through, through the day to day hustle and bustle, it was so easy to ignore how we feel inside and just focus on the results of the work that we're trying to get accomplished. And when we had to shut down, we didn't have that distraction. So we make sense. Right. So we had to face that opportunity head on with, you know, here's your feelings. And we all looked at it like, man, what do we do now? You know, I don't know how to process this. And, you know, to get back to the nature idea, the all these things that we face within the, me- the world of mental health and all the different anxieties, fears, emotions, they were all things that had they not been put inside of us, we wouldn't be here because they wouldn't have saved our ancestors. You know, yeah. like, for an example, anxiety, you know, the fear concept it kept them alive because they were aware of predators that were out there and now in our world we've tamed mother nature and there's such an imbalance that we still have the exact same raw anxiety feeling but it has no context anymore so when we had to face that downtime through covid 
we didn't know how to process it or what to do with it, how to release it. So it just bottled up and it's become something that, you know, as a byproduct that we're more aware of. And now we're looking for ways to adapt it into the world that we live. Exactly. Yeah. Because with COVID, I mean, as bad as it's been, honestly, I'm, I, I, I found that the lockdowns were unnecessary. I mean, not to get too political here, but your governor, Gretchen Whitmer, she's been locking you guys down. And uh, the lockdowns just don't work, you know. And my philosophy about COVID is um, we just have to just get out there and say, hey, if I get COVID and die from it, it was just meant it was meant to happen. You know, I just have to live my life, you know. Exactly. And, you know, the other buzzword that was around COVID is the fact that we were living in unprecedented times. Oh, for and, sure. You know, like I mentioned with how uh, this chapter kicked off with that dive into Stoic philosophy, you know, Marcus Aurelius being the most powerful man, at, you know, in his day, he faced the Antonine Plague. And ultimately, you know, it's thought that he came to it. But all these different things and all these different plagues that we face, they've all happened before. So we have a reference point to look back at. And, you know, you mentioned the lockdowns and stuff like that that they did. For me, it was a quite kind of an ironic space because that was the point when I got that taste of bad medicine and all of a sudden my social anxiety really flared up which if you've ever experienced social anxiety you want to stay away from people right so it became the perfect cover for me to not have people interact with me or ask me worse yet when I'm in that horrible state how you doing? And I have to come up with a response. It gave me the opportunity to really focus and turn inward to start to uh, find, I guess, find the connection with not only mother nature, but within myself and be able to heal and go forward. And through that, I built this practice that not only have I tamed the depression and the anxiety, but I've expanded and I've gone through and I've become more of this like steward and conservationist of myself. And that's what I like to share with people. Wow. How exhilarating. And you've had anxiety, I guess, and depression all your life, right? Oh, yeah. I think that's something that, you know, we're kind of born with. It's, yeah, we go through traumatic experiences where, Maybe the context changes or all of a sudden we become aware of it. But I think they're, they're, they're always there on some level. You know, for me, it was, uh, like I said, I masked everything. You masked, you hit it. Yeah, I always hit it. I always had a way to, to ignore it. And then when that moment came up where there was nothing around that I hid underneath and called comfortable, I had to dive head first into it and actually take it on and there's a quote by marcus from uh, meditations that i really love and think is a beautiful exploration of it 
is the concept where one day he's sitting talking to himself about you know i overcame my anxieties today because they were within me and i had the option to do so and that doesn't set out like this crazy standard where you know you're it, it the ability is inside of you so just do it it's a learning process it sure is yeah and so you you hit it you you hit it because of the the fear of shame the stigma because that's often associated with mental illness it's just, just a stigma out there you know people just aren't gonna understand you're absolutely correct and that's what got me into this whole project mindfully outdoors thing that i do was the fact that um you know through obviously through the hunting that i do i hooked up with a group called the Serbid nation and part of their part of the requirements was uh having a social media presence and i figured you know everybody else does the how-tos or check out what I'm doing type videos and whatnot. I wanted to get into that stigma. I wanted to make it okay within the outdoor space because nobody nobody really addresses it in a way that makes it safe to say, hey, I'm having a horrible day. I feel you know this low and I'm ready to walk through that forever door. And they just deal with it on their own silently, whatever the outcome may be. That's where I was at. I wanted to do something about it. And I've done just that. You know, I reached into the community and said, hey, let me be the support anchor. And it's mind-blowing the number of people that have actually embraced and reached out that I've had the opportunity to not only celebrate where they're at, in the moment or they've gone since then but i also got to be that anchor of support and i think that that right there is one of the key examples of what makes a circle or a tribe or a community is that free-flowing energy and so what you're saying is you're making a world a better place by letting people know hey you're not alone and you're supporting them and and all that and um i want to focus more on nature you said nature has mainly helped you heal within yourself in what ways like would you go to the forest would you would you just go go outside and feel the wind like what how did you go about that well i'm an avid sportsman so any free time that i have Whatever is in season, you'll find me out doing, be it hunting, fishing, you know, camping, hiking, whatever I can get out and do. So those were the staples. And it kind of takes a little bit of a left turn there because when I committed to actually walking a healing journey, I got into talk therapy. And one day in the course of one of the sessions, I was asked how I sleep, which me and sleep aren't friends. It was a horrible experience. Oh, you had insomnia. Right. right. So the, the therapist suggested meditation. And at that point, you know, just as the stereotypical thing, I laughed it off. I was like, yeah, that's, that's dumb. You know, that's not for me. 
And I got out of that session. I grabbed my crossbow. I went out back and I started shooting. And something clicked because I realized, hey, in order to shoot, I'm focusing on my breathing. I'm also slowing my thoughts. Well, guess what? The two main aspects of meditation are breath and the slow process of thoughts. Yeah, that's what I'm there you go. There you go. And when that happened, when I put two and two together, the next time that I was out, I believe this was summertime, so I was probably out fishing. I thought about the skill set that I learned as, as an outdoorsman and realized that, man, through those simple skills that you learn out there, you can really unlock so much in life that helps you to progress along these healing journeys, but also, you know, moving forward toward any goal that you're trying to achieve, be it, That's right. you, know, you know, progression, progressing through and getting a promotion at work or, you know, any, any aspect of life. Yeah. And from there, it kind of became uh, this connection with mother nature that, grew into this like spiritual aspect and i realized that you know as much as we use the blanket statement of mental health or mental illness it becomes more of a internal thing where we get caught in the cycle of self-suffering we like to tell ourselves stories that hurt yeah we like to tell ourselves stories that hold us back that reinforce the limiting beliefs but, you know, especially on a hunting trip, you're out there and you're sitting and you're just, you're, you're watching, you're observing. You see yes. nature in its natural patterns. You see the way the animals engage with their surroundings, the way that the breeze moves through the trees. If it rains, you feel the rain. And all of these things happen without a story attached to them. Right. Exactly. And I learned that if you were able to just shift your thought process a little bit to more of a neutral level, you could do the same exact thing. And this time of year, you know, it's 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 the deer rut right now. So deer hunting is a big in thing. Michigan. Right. That's what I'm actively actually I just tagged out yesterday. So my season's over with. But I think to go even further with it, the deer is a great example of this because in the human mind, we tell ourselves the story that we live with inside these limiting beliefs, that we can't do much of anything outside of the box. And a deer, there's, their position in the world is one of, nat of a, being a natural prey. So there's predators all around, right? And yet they move through the day and through the world in such a graceful and carefree kind of way, not because they're naive and they don't know that they're on the dinner menu. It's because they have confidence within themselves to how they'll react and respond. That is so cool. And, you know, when you, because being a hunter, you're obviously trained to not to, scare the deer away but when they notice you they smell you or they see your movement they 
workers, they'll stand up and they'll gauge what's going on. And then when they feel threatened, they take off or they charge head on, whatever the case may be. And, you know, when you're going through anxiety, for example, it feels like that life and death decision, like what they have to make. But yeah, in our world, it's not, you know, we're not going to die or get injured usually out of what we're afraid of doing. But it's the fact that we don't trust ourselves. No. We second guess everything. We tie into that negative storyline. And if we could channel our vision to look through the eyes of a deer that is indeed facing life or death, and yet they succeed by running away, then what's to say we can't do it? Exactly. We, we 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 should never second guess ourselves. Tyler, what input do you have to that? Um, well, I would say that for me, um, my trust is in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I believe. And that ultimately, whether we live or die, we can live confidently knowing that he has us in his hands and that one day he's going to call us home to, to be with him forever for those who believe <laughs> The way you said it was even so gentle there, Matthew Tyler. Now, yeah. now see though, I wanna I wanna make a point about that though. Because what you just said, Tyler, is this concept of relinquishing. You know, you've mm-hmm. relinquished yourself to that belief, and that's the process of your circle. You, yeah, your exactly. Exactly. Born, just like you have a circle, you have a right. circle that you have. Uh, you have a circle of guys and gals, like a community of people. Everyone has a community of people uh, somewhere in life, you know. Basically, it's 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 really unique in that you can have great relationships with people with even differing beliefs than you, and you can still agree to disagree, and that's okay. You're yeah. correct. Yeah. 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 But then you can also have a group of people who share your a common belief with you, the same belief. You know what I mean? And that brings to mind a quote from Seneca about people that you surround yourself with. Is It's your job as people come in and out of your story to constantly be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. You, right. you, know, you explore that relationship and see what it is that you're intended to learn and gain on an emotional level from it. And then you assess and become the jury about whether or not it's achieving the bullet points that are helping to continue your story in a positive, healthy manner. And if it's not, then, you know, it boils down to being the execution. You cut the court. And, you know, I think that's something that is really become a, Kind of the ending point of COVID is we're becoming more aware of that concept. Exactly. Of, yeah. Well, you know, you know, I truly, you know, I truly believe that coronavirus was not as bad as they said it would be. Sure, it was bad. Sure, it was deadly for some, but it was not nearly as bad as people said. It wasn't the plague. It wasn't like the Spanish flu, which killed. What was it? 500 million people? Something like that. It was a lot of people who died. 
It wasn't the worst of the worst of all diseases. And yet people wanted us to believe, oh, it's just this horrible disease. You got to be locked up. Got to be this. Got to be that. You know what I mean? And I feel that because I feel that because of that, the mental health of this country has declined. Did you know, I actually uh, heard not too long ago that math scores have decreased in this country. Math scores? Like it's math scores. Math like, scores, oh. Like scores in math wow. and science and, you know, uh, other Why? disciplines have decreased. Why? Because people are being taught things they shouldn't be taught in school. Even children are being subject to certain things that we're not going to go in here. It's no. very explicit. No, but no. Yeah, no. That, we'll just leave it at that. And they're not being taught education. They're being taught indoctrination instead. Yes. That's one reason. And another reason is because of the lockdowns. But yeah, that's what I believe. The and I believe. don't work, no. No, they don't work. They never have and never will. No. But we're going to no. move forward from that. But uh, uh, so... Yeah, nature has really helped you. I mean, I've, are you right? I've heard it say, you know, um, um, medicine is effective to some degree, but, you know, some, as you know, medication can have side effects. And a lot of times that uh, natural remedies can even be better, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, I've discovered it's definitely that more holistic kind of way because I, I think the the best way to break this down is even with whatever your mental health barriers can be. And that's what they are. They're, they're obstacles along your journey. And exactly. One of the most important things to uh, take away is the fact that you don't run from the obstacle. You don't sit and wait for it to go away. You mm-hmm. walk head on into it. The obstacle becomes the way. And exactly. You know, I think it it really boils down to, do you remember as kids, those uh, choose your own adventure reading books? Yeah. That is exactly the, the boots that we're all in is we're here on this earth inside of our circle of life. And the journey is ours to create. You know, it's what you do with each moment into the next and into the next that ultimately becomes the sentences, the paragraphs, and the pages of the book of your life story. Nobody Amen. else, nobody Amen. else is going to live for you. And, you know, the rest of the outside world is there to add to the vocabulary, but it's your job to filter what words actually go on that page. Amen. Amen. You know, you just reminded me of something. Tomorrow is a very uh, sober day for me because two years ago, I lost my mom tomorrow. And here's what's inspiring about her. She, through her life, literally told me, I can do anything I want. No matter if I'm blind, no matter what. And same with this gentleman up here, Sailor, who his mom told his mom told him, you can do anything you want through our examples, through what she did for her, uh, for him and fought for him in the same way she fought for me. 
So like from the time I was born to the time I was about, I don't know, eight, nine, give or take, and even beyond, she fought for me to be mainstreamed in education to where I can be in normal classes like everyone else. And sometime after he gets back, he and I are going to do a special show about her because we've we've made a decision that we want to do a special show about her every single year. That's right. Because that's, you know, it's important to just tell the world, hey, our story. Yeah. Tell the world how even through death, there's still inspiration. There's still a legacy that's going to be left behind. And mom left a legacy for me. Yeah. And I know did. for I know for a fact that his mom whenever she's gone, it's going to leave a legacy for him as well. That's right. Yeah, shout out to our moms, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Most definitely. Most definitely. And you know, another thing she told me, I don't want y'all to grieve like I did. Like, I don't want y'all to be sad and gloomy and just depressed when I'm gone. And we weren't. We were sad, sure. But it was for a a moment. And we're going to be a little sad. Of course, but she didn't want us to suffer like she did. She literally got sick whenever her mom died, like pneumonia sick. It was like, man. And she was like, I don't want y'all to do that. No. And she wanted to be cremated. So we fulfilled two parts of her will. Cremation and the fact that we weren't super sad when she was gone. We weren't grieving like it was nothing. But anyway, yeah. Let's go back. So uh, you said you've been divorced twice, right? Absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and that was caused by your mental health struggles? Or, right? That was that was a combination of the mental health struggles and just not, not knowing myself or finding out, realizing actually that my worth and my value come from within. Yeah. Yeah, because... No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, because I know uh, some people, divorce is not good, but at the same time, you should never stay in a marriage if, if it's unhealthy and you're not happy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, not to demonstrate that like you're weak or anything, but we had another guest on the show who had very similar mental health struggles. And, you know, I mean, no, her marriage wasn't blissful, but, you know, she she survived it and uh but so basically your divorces were caused by not knowing yourself like you know yourself now you know I say it that way because I don't believe that had I known myself then like I do now that I ever would have been in those positions that's not to say that they were the absolute wrong decisions because they were clearly the ones that nature had laid out for me. And there was a few monumental blessings that came out of them. But then again, the adversities of going through the situations was also a part of the medicine that I needed in order to get where I am today. So I don't, I don't look back as, you know, it was unfortunate that that was that that chapter happened or the outcome was this. It was actually very fortunate because without that, I never would have had to 
embrace the suck of the situation and reach down and find the grit and the resolve to grind through the adversity and discover the steward and the conservationist of myself that is truly there. I get you. It taught you lessons that you didn't know before. And going forward, would you remarry again? Or are you completely content with who you are now? You know, it's so funny. The timing of this conversation and that question, because uh, like I mentioned, there was some blessings out of that. I've got some amazing children, which means I have to deal with, you know, ex-wives and mothers. And uh, yesterday, I actually just had a conversation with uh, the second one, which was the catalyst for all of this, you know, all of the really dark adversities that I've gone through. And the fact that, you know, kind of got a little bit personal in the conversation. And I admitted face to, well, not face to face, but I admitted, you know, in this conversation that I'm happy and content with my simple little way of life in a way that it ain't changing for nothing. So I would say uh, absolutely not. And that's not saying that slams the door shut. I'm just saying at this point, I don't see that being an opportunity because I'm so focused on yourself. Not necessarily just on myself, but I'm focused on what's within my vision right now. Your vision. It's to stay on the right track. And so your second wife, even though y'all divorced, she never knew your like your oh, darkest no. secrets and your dark times oh, no, those that you were, went through. Those, those were clear. And I say it was the darkest aspect of the adversity because all of that stuff was used as tools to uh make the situation worse to kind of push me deeper in the ground but i feel like when those things happen you know it's kind of i've learned you still get the choice of how you're going to respond or what you're going to do with it exactly and you know i'm helping a friend through the same kind of situation now where they're going through one of those brutal messy kind of divorces and they're getting a lot of those I guess mind games and stuff and you know I keep reminding this person that it's about what you do it doesn't matter what the stimuli is it's about what you think what you see and how you choose to respond that's all that's within your power and no matter what the situation is that's the only part that we have any control over is how we respond to it. Yeah, it can suck and we can admit, hey, that, that hurts. It's horrible. But at the same token, you've got to take the opportunity to give yourself the grace, the time, and the space to not only feel it, but work through it. Because you don't want to carry these things. No, no, you don't. You don't want you don't want to carry that stuff on your shoulders or inside because it just fills up fills up and, and- it gets worse in the end. Um, yeah, so it makes sense. But, um, but yeah, on the subject of marriage, like, not only 
Tyler that we've done with Melee. We've never had a girlfriend before anything. No, the closest I've had to a girlfriend is um, taking a girl to homecoming when I was a junior. And, you know, but... uh, It was nice. Yeah. She was really sweet. Her name was Megan. I had a crush on her. I'm going to admit. What what, what advice (laughs) would you give? Like, should we think about marriage or just be content where we are now? You know, I think that's a very... uh, personal kind of kind of answer because you know everybody's situation is different but i think that the underlining thing to really truly consider is taking the time to look internally turn inside and make sure that you know you're not finding your value based on the relationship that you're in make sure that you're projecting that value from within because that's ultimately, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned through this entire journey is, you know, the value, the worth that we perceive that we have has to be internal because it is inside of us. Yes, it is. Exactly. So you're basically saying here, if you're not happy single, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy married. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true. Like you have to be happy single first. You and do, then yeah. the, there are even some people who aren't meant to be married. And that's okay. Because I'm a happy single. I just don't like being alone for an excessive amount of time, which is understandable, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I like to be around people. I like to do stuff. I don't like to just be at home forever and just do nothing. I do. I like to be at home sometimes and relax. And there are days where I don't want to go. Anywhere. But a lot of times you know, I, I love to be out, you know? It's funny because this conversation now brings up like the uh, idea that I struggled with for a long time about my uh, time in the woods. Because when you Mm -hmm. go out there, you seek isolation. And, you know, years back before this whole chapter started, I can't say that I truly enjoyed that isolation. I say that I probably was more distracted and fearful of the idea of sitting alone and over the past few years and trying to really uncover myself it's now truly the sanctuary that it should be that the isolation of sitting in a tree stand by yourself should give you and I think that it's a model that you know, it takes time to get there. A lot of us go out and we do whatever it is that we do alone, but we're not truly fully present because we're kind of afraid of ourselves. And if you take time to, you know, ultimately ask yourself hard questions, answer truthfully, and, you know, just explore what's inside, we become more stable. And we become more whole. And yeah. I think that, that that's the point where the idea of a relationship becomes one that you can walk through and really contribute and give something. Exactly. Exactly. Like So basically, you're saying be alone sometimes, meditate. Um, exactly. Be, be, yes. be, and, 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 you know, I like being alone sometimes. There's times of where course. I'm like, of course. you know, hey, I want to. 
I want to be by myself so I can do whatever I want and make my make a and, meal like in the microwave, whatever. And sometimes, and sometimes in a marriage, I guess it's okay to for a spouses to have a break every now and then, like the the of wife course. can go see her girlfriends, you know, and so and so. Yeah, our lady friends. Yeah, I think the idea of being alone or even loneliness isn't one that we should be afraid of. No, we should. No. No, I'm not afraid of being alone. It's just I don't like to be isolated if you get my drift right, for a I, long period of time. Me too. Me same here. As I said, same here, you know. Yeah. But, I'm not afraid to be alone at all. I mean, I like yeah. being alone sometimes. It's and you just, know that Yeah. So that uh that little bit of advice comes from someone that went from that way of life to a life that is got a lot of isolation self-chosen so right well you know i've actually learned that isolation is not healthy long term no, not long term. it no. is it is in moderation to a point like so like like we've alluded to before take some time to be alone take some time to rest and recoup and get back on yeah. on track that's fine but making it a habit to where you're always isolated never around people Never interact with people, never do nothing. That's not healthy. And that's the other, with my show, that's something that I started, uh, I actually set my feet to the fire with uh, pretty early on because I I was in that extreme isolation thing, mostly due to that social anxiety we talked about earlier. And uh, I started bringing people onto the show and doing interview episodes and you know, really documenting and making it okay for people to say, hey, step by step, I can work out of this. Exactly. So, that's what I was going to ask you next. I know you have a podcast too, and by the way, um, uh, one reason we're here in Puerto Vallarta is, uh, in fact, me and Tyler, we just met with Michelle, right? We're developing a plan on how to uh, do some affiliate marketing and monetize a podcast, and maybe Mike, you want to do that as well. That's why you're part of the podcast guest connection Facebook group. So, but yeah, what's your podcast about? And you know, maybe we can figure out how to like offer some premium uh, content for each other. So yeah, go ahead. So my podcast is called Project Mindfully Outdoors. You can find it anywhere you can get a podcast. And I also call it the Camp of Healing. Because oh, that's yeah. exactly, exactly what it's all about. Going into the outdoors and finding something to bring back with us. Like I mentioned earlier, go. the outdoors offers this unique skill set that when you tap into it, you unlock things within you. Abilities yes. that you never would find in the real world. And right. if you thought you had them in the real world that in no context, You'd be afraid to uh, utilize it, but, but this whole backpack of skills that you utilize outside in the wilderness, when you bring it back into the real world, it makes it life a little bit easier to navigate. It that's sure what does. It's all about. That's what it's all about. There you go. There and you go. Uh, an- another thing uh, we were talking to Michelle about is using Patreon. Now, I wasn't sure if you use it, but we're thinking about it in the future. 
uh, for people? I actually just launched one because uh, about a month ago, I launched my first season of guided meditations, which is called Letters from Camp. And when I released my Patreon, I not only started uploading all the videos and everything like that, but I included all all of the meditations off of Letters from Camp as a special free gift with it. Yeah. And you know what's really you know what's really amazing to me? Like when you podcast, when you create podcasts, content and all that, you don't even need a formal education, a formal education. No. Per se. You really don't. No, you don't. And what's amazing to me is like people have this idea. You have to go to college. You have to get more education. You no. have to do this. No, you don't. No, you that don't. That is such a lie. That is a myth. It's overrated. And, and not only that, not only that, you are a prime example, prime example, Mike, about how you create content about nature and how you can you know, make a living doing stuff like that and through affiliate marketing and all that. Um, and a lot, and I've actually heard the expression. It's not who, you know, or it's not what, you know, it's who, you know. Right. Exactly. One sec. Yes. It's you got it. It's who, you know, yes. Exactly. That's very true. And you know, it's funny because you mentioned about how I'm the prime example of that is Throughout the course of this progression, I've become kind of this healing guide. And along the journey, it was something that I never, like, I never thought that I'd be doing any of this stuff. I never asked for it. And ultimately, this this is where nature has brought me. So we never actually know where we're going to end up. You can go and study something and put all the nuts and bolts for one adventure and hit a rock or a gust of wind and you end up somewhere else. It's just where nature is and it's the ability to adapt to it and build on what's around you. Right. And then you gotta, you gotta not be afraid of what you don't know. In other words, you're basically saying faith, right? In other words, it's, yeah. it's about having faith in yourself, faith in God, whatever you, whatever you believe. It's exactly that. It's having faith within choosing the adventure. And yeah. when, exactly. you start, when you start walking those new, blazing those new paths, you embrace it. In other words, you're basically saying here, life is an adventure. Have faith in it. Have faith in yourself and have faith in life. And, you know, I think something that got overlooked there is Mm -hmm. not only have faith in it and the willingness to go through and do it, but celebrate, celebrate, enjoy it. That's right. Enjoy it. it Whatever it is you're doing, this is what nature prescribed specifically for you and make it your own, you know, make it something that you love. Put your passion and your 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 soul into it, and then celebrate. There you go. Right well, there you go. There you go. So, uh, do you have a uh, anything else to share? Or should we wrap it up? Uh, you know what? I think we have covered such a wide diverse uh, yeah. thing. <laughs> oh yeah, we that, sure have. 
you know, some of this even caught me off guard, which was really fun and really cool. Yeah. But I think, oh, yeah. honestly, one thing that I would like to uh, leave your listeners with, and it's actually uh, something that I put together recently and shared on my website, projectmindfreeoutdoors.com. And it talks about my one of my spirit animals, which is the goose. Because, you know, when we see a goose, it looks rather unimposing, right? And, you know, we kind of take it for granted. We see him fly over head in the morning, see him down in the parks or along the river. But we never really truly consider the qualities of the goose. Because they, if we were, if we did, there's so much that they can not only show us to help us grow, but also remind us with it of what's inside of us. Right. And, Amen. Amen. and a great Amen. example of that is their migration pattern. When they migrate south for the winter, think about how hard and long of a journey that is. You know, not only is it stressfully or physically stressful, but you've got to worry about hunters across the flyway other predators and whatnot and when a goose goes down and gets hurt there's many goose out of the flock that'll stay with them they stop right there and when they when that goose that gets hurt is tended to and returns to flight that's when they go back to their goal so they put their goals on a hold because there's a need for someone yes. within their circle. There's a need. And I think that, and, you know, the need is, or the goal is still there. Once that member of the flock is tended to, they get right back off and they achieve their goal. And I think humans, all of us as a tribe, would do so much better just by bearing that in mind. That's right. We would all do so much better for sure. Yeah. Those are some those are some good analogies there. Now, uh, a final few questions I want to ask you. Uh, your mental health now it's stable. I mean, surely you still have you no know, hard days, but it's stable overall as compared to where it was back oh, in twenty twenty, right? Yeah, there's definitely ups and downs, but it's definitely you know I've learned to discard a lot of it and be able to control it because it's within me. It's part of exactly. My yeah. I've accepted it. Wow. Well, if you have nothing else to cover, please. The the question I ask all the guests to close out. What advice do you give? Would Tyler, Tyler, I've said it enough. You ask it. Take it away. Okay. What advice would you give our listeners who are struggling in life, who don't know where to go? There feel you go. discouraged. Thank you. Thank you. Who feel dis- who basically feel discouraged? Yeah. Who feel discouraged? Mm-hmm. First of all, slow down because you're probably running too hard down the yeah. path. Exactly. Secondly, allow yourself the grace to understand that whatever it is that's discouraging you right now is only here in this moment. When you you stand back up and you take the next couple of steps along your path, 
you're handing that discouragement over to death. It's no longer with you. Right. right. Once a moment is lived, it's gone. It's not coming back. So therefore, those next steps forward give you an opportunity to start anew and to define what they're going to look like for you. There you go. There you go. The past is the past. So focus, focus on the now. It's correct. Now we can learn. We can learn from the past, sure. Yes, we, don't we can learn valuable it. lessons from, but we don't dwell on it exactly. So there you go. All well, right. thank you, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to you interview bet. you tonight. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, also I want to advertise part of affiliate marketing, right? Yes. I want you to attend Paga Palooza. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's an amazing, incredible event. And the next one's in January where 100 podcasters get together and have, and you can, if you can be a general attendee or you can attend the main stage with speakers or you can be a featured podcaster where you, where you can be a VIP and even a featured podcaster where you can interview people or be on be interviewed on up to five different podcasts like this one. You don't want to miss it, right, Tyler? It's January seventeenth, the next one, right? That that's right. It happens to be the day after MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, yeah, it's the day after MLK Day. And if you want, I can uh, put the link in the chat now, or mm -hmm. I can even send it to you. In an email. Yeah, just shoot everything to me in the email and I'll get back with you on every bit of it. Yeah, All right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So uh you but yes, I've um I've enjoyed having you on Hope Without Sight. Yes, oh brothers, this has been a amazing conversation. I've loved yes. it. It's, it's been, been it's been a pleasure to be able to celebrate our work together. Absolutely. Yeah. And and once we sign up with Patreon, uh, you'd be able to possibly, if you wanted, you could probably be an affiliate potentially. Who knows? Yes, you, yes, you sure can. Yeah. Yeah. We would love to have you as an affiliate. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I would All definitely right. love to do more work with you. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Sound, well, well, I hope Everybody. you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. You too. Exactly. You have a wonderful Thanksgiving to everybody. Give it up for Mike Martin on Help About Sight episode 16. Peace out, everybody. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Help Without Sight with Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans and got a lot of takeaways from this podcast. We hope you feel renewed, inspired, and encouraged like you can just carry on and conquer the world. Please hit the subscribe button on all platforms and tell your friends and family to do the same. And in the meantime, blessings to all.